Magandang buhay sa iyo lahat. <laughs> Yo tune into Pinoy Australiano with special guest Vietnamese Australian Hui Lee. Stay tuned. So ayun oh, lampas na ng itong oras. Nandito na kami suck hands seven hours has passed at least and now we're here at Cairns Airport ah, super humid really nice and I've got three hours to wait till my next flight so yeah you're gonna have to listen to me talk some shit <laughs> so stay tuned <laughs> I guess so here I am in Cairns this would be some kind of um, anniversary for me because it was uh, back in May or June that I'd flown back from um, Japan summer and started these podcasts here at um, Cairns airport same time just got off the uh, Kansai Cairns flight JQ 16 and I had 3-4 hours to kill so I was like oh, fuck it I should uh, do something uh, productive or constructive and uh, you know as I'm watching these Japanese tourists um, go past it's like man you know what I should actually just fly over to Cairns and just chill out here and and enjoy the uh, Pacific humid weather. Hey, you know, like, I'm a big fan of the humid weather. Opens up the pores and shit. There's a lot of Arakababayan uh, here. I've always, I've ran around across uh, quite a few Filipinos here back in the day. And got a lot of other dudes from that part of Southeast Asia. We've got dudes from, you know, like Port Moresby, uh, Papua New Guinea. Uh, you know, French Polynesia operating out of here. They got be oh fuck. I think the the beaches here are croc infested. So yeah, but you know, kind of beats the hustle and bustle of uh, some of the other main cities um, when you're not feeling it. You know, so it's a nice little uh, nice little escape from uh, the wild wild west. <laughs> so to speak mind you yeah you know it reminds me a little bit of a icy cold snowy weather Osaka style is def definitely different from the uh, Melbourne winter which uh, a lot of us uh, don't usually look forward to <laughs> I guess you can dress up if that means like uh, if that means something to you but um, I feel like my works out in the uh, in the bibs you know the last episode with Hui Lee we were talking about how in the suburbs of Osaka you could walk five minutes and find a little hidden Japanese curry cafe restaurant thingy um, that would be so so hidden be so inconspicuous that unless you could read Japanese you wouldn't know it was there 
even if you could read Japanese, you'd probably ride your bicycle past it and not even realize that the place is an actual restaurant. So, hey, I don't know if that's actually legal <laughs> in uh, Melbourne. I mean, shout outs to Pampanga's um, delicacies out in, in uh, St. Albans Deer Park. You know, uh, it's, it's a catering joint, but they've got dining tables and Filipino karaoke there. <laughs> so if you, you're, you're fiending if, you, if you're, you're, you're frothing a, uh, a Jollibee chicken set with gravy and sinangag, you know, you can definitely, definitely, definitely buy it there because we don't have Jollibee in, in Melbourne yet. So, you know, that's that's the work that's cut out for me. But hey, a place like Cairns, you know, there seems to be like a lot of tourists anyway. The locals here seem quite friendly. Um, a lot more laid back. If you're not so interested to see some cool shit, you know, like, and can appreciate nature and whatnot, then this is definitely the place to be. Um, I was privy to uh, drive from here to Townsville and then from Townsville over to Mount Isa all the way to Darwin is it Woolly Creek up here? Wolf something anyway yeah you know so this whole top end is, is amazing if you like looking at uh, scenery but yeah what's that May, June, July, August, September October, November, December, January that's an 8 month period of me doing um, Pino Estraliano um, oh, I didn't do my salutations. Magandang buhay sa lahat. Stay tuned. So I'm greeted with some familiar fragrances for some reason. I just seen a Bushman's Pies van drive past, and what looks to be like a a, a fruit truck of some sort. Simon George Sons looks like a coconut. sign there but uh, yeah um i was transported to the philippines for a second hey there was these tropical fragrances perhaps it's the uh it's some of the uh people walking past or or just i don't know something in the wind in tropical areas but um oh you riddle me this as a pino australiano so this goes out to my uh hot-blooded austronesians out there not maybe not just my Filipinos but um, <laughs> in winter do you wear thermals or are you one of those islanders that can wear shorts any time of the year <laughs> do you have sensitive feet or are you super super conditioned that to not be in the cold <laughs> Because here I am in Cairns, it's pretty warm this morning, it's only 6am and I've had to take my, my top off, I'm wearing a singlet, but also I've got these long johns that are like burning my pants, burning my legs so to, so to speak. <laughs> you know, um, one of my aunties, she's like mega Filipino, yeah, like super Filipino. She tells stories about, um, you know, when when she gave birth to her firstborn, 
um, in 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 the Philippines in Bataan. So she's like a family friend of my um, of my dad's, and uh, she would say something like, um, you know, we're talking about like really like hectic old school old school things, sort of mannerisms, uh, almost um, mystic. Uh, sorry, I've only had a couple hours sleep. I'm struggling with words right now. Um, anyway, I'll get to the story. She said when she gave birth at home, so they didn't have a hospital, couldn't go, get to the hospital. So she had a, you know, she 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 was got, she went through labour um, with her grandmother by her side, and when they cut the umbilical cord and they and they removed like. Guess it's the placenta, you know, of the baby. What the grandmother did was she brought it to the local river and rinsed it and disposed of it that way. You know, I guess that was probably the only way they disposed of, of such, you know, disgusting stuff. Or did she bury it? I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, you know, like that's some of the crazy old school stories that you'd hear from some people and well, I've heard from people from the Philippines you know people from rural areas and whether you know these are traditions passed down from who knows how long ago or you know there's a you know this superstition associated with it it's pretty interesting stuff and to tie that all back into whether or not you wear long johns in the winter here's one thing that my auntie said to me she said you know you should really be wearing socks or, or thongs here uh, in Melbourne I'm in Kansas at the moment but yeah when you're in Melbourne during the winter because it's that that icy coldness that if it creeps in through your feet it's not good for a Filipino and you know, and, and and auntie would break it down. You know, she would say, "Us Filipinos, you know, we we come from tropical climates, so anything too cold will make us sick." You know, pretty interesting stuff, you know, that your body's acclimatized um, or doesn't acclimatize because of genetics. Is this a fact? I don't know. It's definitely something to look into, but I'm yet to meet someone who's not a fitness freak that can withstand the cold wearing shorts that's Filipino hey yo so I'm huffing and puffing away here at uh, my uh, 5 milligram Marlboro Mega Ice Blast I got time to kill so yeah since we're on the uh, whole tip of uh, superstition and whatnot. I don't know if um, I've told you this or spoke about it in past um, past episodes, but did I ever tell you about my great grandfather and uh, his deathbed story? Yeah, rest in peace to my great grandfather. Um, shit, I don't even know his name. But uh, I'll break it down to you how I found out the second time. But then I'll break down how I was told the first time. Yeah. So, 
When I was in grade, must have been in grade two, grade three, or grade four. It was in one of those years, ninety, anywhere between ninety-two and ninety-five. The rest of my dad's family, besides my my auntie, the eldest, who'd actually moved back from Virginia, America, to the Philippines. The rest of the family, they 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 might immigrated to、um, Melbourne, right? And、um, so everyone w- was、uh, separated and lived in different houses amongst the、uh, brothers and sisters that were already living in in Australia. And the youngest、um, of of my dad's brothers,、um, he lived with us. And you know, Filipino likes a good superstitious like story. Things of、uh, the esoteric kind, <laughs> the creepy bedtime stories, and here, here, here's my uncle, right? We're lying in bed, so I slept, I slept in the same room as my uncle, same bed actually, you know, it was, a, it was a common thing.、Um, and he goes to me, you know, you know my grandfather, and he goes, it's not your grandfather, it's, it's, it's his grandfather. So my great grandfather goes. You know, when when he when he passed away, he was he was looking for your dad. You know, we call your dad boy, right? We don't call him. We don't call him Louis like people call him here. We call him boy. And、um, I was next to your great grandfather when he was、uh, very unwell, when he was on his deathbed, and、um, he goes, "Your dad was was on his way." To the Philippines, and I remembered when he told me that I was like、oh, 1989. It's weird that I still have memories from as young as three years old, but I remember the day my dad was was leaving. I had no idea where he was going, and I don't remember the time that had passed while he was gone. But yeah, he'd left and he'd supposedly gone to the Philippines. So en route, no, actually no, it was prior. I think after my dad told me the story, but yeah, my、um, great grandfather was calling for my dad. It was like. Na sanse boy, na sanse boy. Where is where is boy? And my uncle, who would have been like thirteen or fourteen at the time, this was about nineteen eighty nine. He goes, "Boy na po sha, boy na po." He's on his way home. He's on his way home. And、um, he he croaked after asking, and you know, God bless his soul. When when he passed away, I swear to God, this is what my uncle told me. He vomited a purple orb, <laughs> and you know if you know anything about Filipino、um, superstitions, you know we have this thing called agimat, you know, which is like a talisman. And some of these talismans are either、um, induced, you know, like swallowed, or in, for lack of better words, installed or surgically inserted. Underneath the skin, we're talking about crystals, petrified wood. We're talking about, you know, spells written in Spanish、um, through prayers, oracion, and crazy shit like that. But my great grandfather vomited a friggin' purple orb. So my uncle knew that he had to try and swallow this thing, right? So as he went to go and pick up the orb, the orb shatters. He reckons, and a moth. Flew out to be continued.
it's on that level of superstition guys before I continue with the story like if there's anything that directs me back to the motherland it's to find out more about crazy shit like that especially when I found out and you know this is nothing special actually if uh, you, you, you look into your roots as a Filipino like you probably have an ancestor maybe that ancestor is still alive that uh, is a, a faith healer we call them albularios they are some of them are just simple physicians you know masseurs but a lot of them claim to have clairvoyant psychic abilities (laughs) and so my grandfather was apparently one of these people and so if we continue on about the story with the purple orb what's interesting is that my cousin had said that to me as well about his dad that apparently my great-grandfather was also looking for my uncle as well you know but it was finally time for my father to tell me this I was already like 23 24 you know we're talking about the age of uh, you know the illegal downloads still happen but like when people were like roaring the system torrents for like movies and uh, you know I downloaded this, um, or got given this um, new Ip Man movie, you know, and for those of you who don't know who Ip Man is, he's a, a, a Wing Chun grandmaster, cultural figure, and he was also Bruce Lee's teacher. Um, grandmaster William Chung, uh, he's, he's a alive and living um, Wing Chun practitioner grandmaster in Australia. He's also... Um, uh, his student but I thought my dad would appreciate watching the movie so you know I was living away from home at that time with my ex and yeah I brought it down and watched it with my dad and when the film finished oh you check this shit out we went outside to the pergola we're having a ciggy together and my dad starts to talk to me about like you know the martial arts groups group he was in back in the day in the provinces and the freaking, you know, like how his his sensei apparently would go and watch, would bring in like, you know, and it was quite rare. You'd have to have quite a bit of cash to um, purchase a Betamax. I don't think VHS was a thing yet in the in the in those days. They would go watch these movies or Bruce Lee, and they would go see. That's that's the secret that's the death touch there that's the secret technique you know so even hearing my dad's stories about his uh youth it was kind of like a kung fu movie in itself but um after him telling me this then he tells me about his grandfather and tells me the same story and he goes you know you know it was like you know what if i got to the philippines before my my grandfather passed away and i was to swallow that orb who knows what kind of powers i'd have mind you this was right after he told me about how his grandfather um and i'll do another hold on maybe i can fit it in here like told me that his grandfather was was a janitor at the local school and everyone was scared of him 
he used to walk around the streets and just yell banter, you know. And uh, the priests were afraid of him, and the priests would tell my grandparents, so his his daughter and 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 son-in-law, that you know you shouldn't mess around with your great grandfather because you know he's involved in the arts. Yeah, check this. Then my dad goes when he was young. They went to the rice paddock right next to their house, and he goes, "Boy, kwanin mo yung." Um, damn, I forget what the I forget what the, how do you say frog in Tagalog? But yeah, you know, get the frog. So he gets the frog, gives it to my grandfather, and my grandfather like breaks the legs of this frog, and the frog can no longer hop around. And then he goes, "Boy, pick up the frog." He picks up the frog, and then you know proceeds to put this frog back together, and then all of a sudden the frog can jump again. So, so on, on some trippy shit, um, I might have mentioned it in a prior episode, but um, liminal states, or is it luminal states? I always get the two confused. But, uh, you know, that period of uh, dawn and period of uh, dusk, are they the same thing? Sunrise and sunset. They consider those times uh, liminal states, uh, liminal times, you know, where you can do some trippy shit, apparently. And, you know, it's probably because you're still supposed to be sleeping, you know, um, or when one moment of time is ending and another one is beginning. But, um, yeah, you know, back on that story about my great-grandfather, you know, I come to learn later on that, you know, it's uh, it's not actually a thing to... It's not a good thing to actually show off some of these things, you know. That, uh, you know, because we're talking about some real trippy shit and whether or not you believe in it or not is, is up to you. But uh, with everything comes a certain, you know, etiquette, certain rules certain sort of laws and um yeah you know the fact that my great-grandfather showed off that little frog stunt to my dad you know maybe he was that clever that he messed around you know maybe my great-grandfather was a friggin you know uh what's the word it was a sadistic bastard he was a masochistic where he likes to inflict pain and maybe he, he messed around with frogs so much or maybe he's some, someone he knew that had long passed um, had shown him how to dislocate a frog's legs and then put it back together <laughs> you know like animals are a different whole you know um, I think they're called salamanders you know salamanders are like creatures that can regenerate any part of their body maybe not their heads though because once you disconnect the brain, then it, the rest of the body ceases to function. Unless it can grow a new brain, that'd be pretty crazy shit. But yeah, you know, animals behave differently. You know, anatomically are different from human beings. So you know, it would be a um, it would be an albularios job to understand how the body works. You know. 
but yeah, you know, like if if we believe in genetics and how things are passed down, and if we look at the studies now of, of, of um, you know some of these older things that were considered superstition as having some kind of truth in this day and age, well, maybe there is definitely some answers there for me as a Filipino Australian to research my roots and my history. I haven't really shared this with you guys yet, I don't think, but last year when I was going through um, some pretty incredible changes and meeting some pretty crazy people, I had my psychic tell me that um, she saw one of my ancestors and he was a man with a giant headpiece of feathers, you know, something like a Native American would wear. And I think, you know, because a lot of indigenous cultures are animists, you know, they, they, they worshipped the gods of nature. It's very common of all, you know, um, indigenous cultures, you know. And then also being told that my grandfather was one of my guardian spirits. This shit is pretty, pretty hectic, eh? Super hectic. You know, and in this liminal state and tired state that I am in, waiting for my flight back to Melbourne, I think it's only fitting for me to speak about such things. We might as well disclose all this uh, information now and get it out there into the uh, into the consciousness. But um, I went to see my psychic's um, instructor, and uh, my in, uh, her instructor uh, is a past life reader. And I thought it would be fitting after quite a crazy dream. Mind you, I, I hadn't had vivid dreams for a substantial amount of time. We're talking about at least a year or more of not having hectic dreams. Somehow, something closed up in me and I was not having these crazy vivid dreams that I was so privy to. And I didn't even realize I wasn't dreaming for quite some time because I was caught up in and my own bullshit, you know, and so this is part of the healing process now of me, you know, trying to stop these ciggies and uh, my fix up my diet and, and work on, on, on my emotions and shit like that, but I had a dream that I was in this place that seemed familiar to me, it seemed like some place in the Philippines I visited as a child, you know, it was like concrete floors you know there was a distinct kitchen in the back um, there were these um, fluorescent lights that were that were really really dim and um, and uh, you know we're talking about um, having four old women in front of me and in the dream I'm right in front of them I can see their faces but 
I don't remember their faces. You know, I can't recall any specific details except that these four old women were like, were, were uh, all different heights and sizes. Shapes and sizes, is that an appropriate thing to, appropriate way to address women, you know, or describe women, sorry. Anyway, so I'd gone around the semicircle of um, elders, I'd, I'm going to call them elders, yeah. And we do the um, the salutation in the Philippines, the gesture of manapo, which is to bless, yeah, where you will grab their hand and like you were going to kiss the hand you were going to you, you instead put your forehead you put your forehead on on the your forehead on the back of their hand and so i go around the circle and i do that the manapot to all of them and then the the um last elder that i approach i i bless her and then I give her a sniff on the side of the cheek as a post and then a kiss I guess I can't remember if there was a kiss but there was definitely a sniff on the side of the cheek which I learned from my grandmother <coughs> my grandmother used to do that to us as children you know I remember her false teeth were out and she would like embrace us you know that was their that was her word not hug she was like let me hug you she's like no let me embrace you and she would embrace us and then she would sniff us and she goes, oh, ang bango-bango ng mga apo ko. Yeah, like, my, my, my grandkids smell so good, you know. And, and I only learned later on that that was an Austronesian tradition. The Maori do the hongi, which is nose-to-nose. Uh, the Eskimos, the Inuits do something similar. The Hawaiians call it the breath of life. And uh, when I did that to this last elder, mind you, I remember she was spunky. She had like an undercut and like her hair was popping up at the top. Oi, she, um, when I did that to her and sniffed her, they all laughed at me. And I thought that was such a profound thing. So I asked my psychic, hey, do you see my spirit, um, spirit guardians? And she goes, and I explained to her the dream. And she goes, you should rejoice because your ancestors have just introduced themselves to you. So mind you, I didn't get to finish the story from the last segment, but because I had that dream of my Ninuno or Ninuna, my an- my female ancestors, I thought it would be fitting that I would go and uh, see my psychics instructor and get a past life reading done. Um, and so I, on my birthday, I drove up, and funnily enough, just a week or two before that, I'd met a shaman a a psychic a woman and uh, we were seeing each other and uh, I brought her to Adelaide with me and wanted to introduce her to my psychic and and other people but uh, yeah you know um, 
I went to see this woman and, and she said she said some told me some pretty heavy shit. <laughs> she told me as one of one you know a number of uh, many other crazy things she told me that um <laughs> that I was a uh, samurai in a past life she and you know there's more to that story but I won't go into those details right now till I can tell you more about it but yeah I was a samurai in a past life and uh, perhaps might be an explanation as to my attraction to Japan you know I've traveled to Japan almost every year for 10 years and it's only in the past two three years or the recent two trips uh, that I haven't gone back there and um, you know like we're gonna wrap it up in terms of our sort of voyage into the uh, superstitious because <laughs> it's it's uh, it requires quite a bit of energy but yeah man you know like hey I'm only sharing this with you not to show off you know not to get any you know pats on the back but um yeah, you know, like, hey, maybe this might help some of you guys out there that might be looking for a little something else that you, you're you not sure what what is, you know, you might already be seeing, you know, and, and if I had the money, I would go see, you know, a psychiatrist and, and a counsellor and, and, and just try to get some help breaking down my issues, you know, but I've opted for the more spiritual or esoteric kind of counseling <laughs> um, just because some trippy psychic esoteric superstitious shit has happened to me in my life and, and I don't think a, I don't think a psychiatrist can can help me or a psychologist can help me in that way but I know of uh, psychologists that are also have clairvoyant abilities you know and uh, you know Perhaps this might make uh, some of you out there feel like it's actually okay uh, to go out uh, to see some of these people because I'd have to say, I won't speak for everybody else, but I'd have to say these experiences have been some of the most positive healing experiences I've had in my life. And I think it's quite a shame that you know some of uh, these things that were more commonplace <sighs> in um, Filipino culture are not as you know prevalent in our modern day society because of modern day medicine and science but yeah check it out guys be careful always watch your back these people are still people at the end of the day you know, trust your intuition if you don't feel like it's right maybe you're not ready or maybe you're right it's not right for you then maybe that particular person's not right for you but mind you you know if you believe in uh, the law of attraction you'll attract these kind of people
And that's it guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Binoy Straliano. Guys, I'd like to get some uh, feedback or some uh, listener interaction, so please call in. If you know any other Filipinos, specifically Filipino-Australians, you know, word them up on the show, put put them on to us and, uh, you know, uh, hopefully uh, I can... um, we can build this uh, community of uh, Filipino-Australian podcasters. Thank you. Peace out.